Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, NFL Combine going on, and uh, Michael Gelkin joining us now from the Dallas Morning News. And uh, Michael, you described earlier today an invigorated Mike McCarthy, and and I'm looking at Mike; he looks very refreshed. I'm thinking about my uh, uh, trips to the combine. The, these are nice little backdrops that they seem to have for the different coaches. You still, I'm sure, when you're doing the interview, hear like all the other buzz all around there and all of that. But it is interesting how the thing has changed over the years. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, hopefully I can speak in coherent sentences. These, the days are long and the nights are longer at the Combine. <laughs> uh, you're just trying to build as many relationships and learn as much as you can. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's part of reporting. And so much about the Combine on TV is about the draft prospects. But when you're actually here as a reporter, you know, I don't think I'll talk to a single draft-eligible player uh, all week. <laughs> it's more about talking to scouts and coaches and members of not only the Cowboys organization, but people around the league. And it's what makes your reporting stronger over the course of the year. So that's what the combine for me is about. Have you, um, will you make the trip over to St. Elmo's known for its uh, incredible jumbo shrimp cocktail? I'm sure the first time you ever went to the combine, that's what everybody told you to go do. And it happens to be the place where you can see Oh, you know, uh, Sean Payton and Jerry Jones will be hanging out famously where the uh, the, the, the napkin or the, um, the tablecloth was pulled out on some weird trick Jerry was trying to make. Have you uh, Are you going to work that into your schedule? Yeah, I landed in Indianapolis late Monday afternoon. I got to the hotel, and my first thing I did was I walked to St. Elmo's, and I had, uh, I had dinner with an assistant coach, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was line one. You get to Indianapolis, you go to St. Elmo's. I like it. I think you're doing a great job there. Uh, some of those coaches, by the way, don't ever try to keep up with them in certain areas, right? They're they're just they're they're these are elite athletes, and they can handle more than uh, than most reporters even. So, uh, uh, but uh, I'm sure you've kind of seen some of that over the years. Now, uh, McCarthy saying. Quote, this is the most fun I've had since being in Dallas. This is very interesting because, I mean, he obviously had to let a lot of coaches go. I think there was, I'm sure, some sadness attached to that. But I think Mike's going to love, you know, not only calling the plays, but being that direct voice with Dak Prescott. What did you, when you heard him say that and, and, and heard the rest of his comments, why do you think Mike is so excited is it just this he finally kind of gets back to being what he was all those years in green bay yeah i think it's because he's a coach and he's going to be able to get to do more coaching uh, when you're a head coach you're talking to the media you're you know maybe skipping a walkthrough to do some you know what media requirement or you're you know playing the schedule and you know he's going to do uh, some of those things still so to talk to the media still going to plan out the Cowboys' schedule, what the screen looks like, what training camp looks like, and, and all those sorts of things. But he's going to spend a lot more time working with his staff on what the offense is going to look like, you know, route concepts and marrying the run game with the pass game and all kinds of things and splits the wide receivers are going to have on certain routes. And all those sorts of things are what he's doing actually right now. Mike McCarthy, you know, I mentioned I got to the combine on, on, on Monday. Mike McCarthy played Wednesday. 
Mike McCarthy got to the combine Wednesday afternoon, and Mike McCarthy's going to land back in Dallas Wednesday night. Uh, it's a very, very short combine <laughs> for the Cowboys head coach because he's working on his offense. And so it's what he enjoys most is, is doing those sorts of things rather than, you know, all, all the other responsibilities that fall under the head coach's purview. Again, he's still got to do a lot of that, but he's really getting back into the trenches of, of just being a football coach. Imagine that, letting the scouts do their thing. A lot of these coaches like to kind of hang out and be a part of this thing for several days. You had the uh, tweet earlier today about the offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, uh, staying behind and, and doing some of these interviews maybe with, with eligible draft-eligible guys on, on uh, WebEx or something like that. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're trying to get all this, uh, all this work done. Do you sense when you hear all that kind of thing – that there may be even more changes to the offense than we're being led to believe. I, I feel like Mike said, "What's the number you were putting? What you were saying? You know, thirty to thirty-five percent of things will change." How how different after talking to a lot of these people, Michael? Uh, do you feel like this thing's going to look? I don't. I think a lot of the changes won't be perceptible to your, your casual or everyday, I should say. Uh, hardcore, you know, Cowboys fan. Um, you know, it might be the type of zone runs that they're running. Uh, it, it might be a split of a wide receiver. Uh, it might be some route combinations. Um, but yeah, like I think, uh, you know, type of, the type of runs that they're going to be doing will be a big part of it. In terms of inside zone, outside zone, uh, you know, and in, in, in between. Uh, there's just a lot of the nitty gritty aspects of the offense that they're taking a, a hard look at right now. So it's not like. Everything's going to you know, dramatically change. You know, the Cowboys aren't going to be in a lean T offense in, in week one or anything, you know, you know, radical or, you know, something like that. Um, you know, something tongue in cheek there. But it's, it's going to be different, no doubt. But um, I, I think, again, uh, those changes are really, you know, in line with deep X's and O's of, of an offense. Uh, you're you're going to still see some op- option routes from the receivers, but there, there are some aspects of the past game there that Mike McCarthy believes can be more quarterback friendly. And so he's going to take a look at that. But uh, I think a big part of it is Mike McCarthy said this today uh, to the reporters uh, away from the press conference podium. He's not, he doesn't want the number one offense in the NFL. Like that's not the benchmark for success. So if the Cowboys have a drop off in what their yards per game or points per game, all that is somewhat by design. Uh, he's not trying to just light up the scoreboard. He's trying to manage the game. He's trying to win the game. He's trying to have the best football team. And so uh, run, pass, complementary football, balance, better balance, uh, complementing your defense, time of possession, uh, number of carries plus completion. These are things that he felt Kellen Moore got much more stronger on uh, over the course of their three years together. But he believes in change. He believes that he has a really good sense of where the next step is, and that's when ultimately that change is made. All right, any uh, any Kellen Moore sightings there in um, Indianapolis or anything uh, anything like that? No, we have we had any awkward moments around the uh, around the combine? No, no, it's, it's still kind of getting underway. Um, All right. the Cowboys are going to be meeting up with uh, most most contract advisors. Um, you know, Tony Pollard's agent, Zeke Elliott's agent, you know, Don Wilson's agent. All that's going to happen in the next couple of days. Um, and so I think we're, we're just kind of getting started here in, in a number of respects. All right. And uh, Stephen Jones um, telling you guys that uh, 
you know, they would not be opposed to drafting a running back. Um, says he, he thinks Tony Pollard and Terrence Steele will be ready for training camp. Of course, that's what they always say, you know, very hopeful on these injuries. He said uh, uh, more than likely we'll use the franchise tag on Pollard. Uh, how do you see the, the running back room playing out with uh, the, you know, obviously Zeke always being the big question? Uh, we get to training camp next year. What would be what would be the way you think this is going to work out? You know, I think a lot of my insight is probably going to come after the next couple of days. Um, I, I hope to have a really strong pulse on that in 48 hours. But in respect to the reporting, information gathering process, I just don't want to speak out of turn and, and give you a read on something that might be a misread. I'm still in that kind of collection mode. I can tell you the Cowboys do believe that Zeke Elliott still has a lot to offer. Um, you know, despite a decline in his overall production and in his overall explosion and all the things that I think everyone can really see when they watch Zeke Elliott in 2022 relative to even in 2019 uh, coming off of that contract. He had a great year in 2019, but you know, since then, because of right knee injuries or offensive line or otherwise, he just hasn't been the Ezekiel Elliott that we're accustomed to having seen. And that is common for a running back with as much mileage on his tires as he has. So, uh, you know, but that said, they still they love it, what he brings to the team, uh, they say. Uh, I'm told, you know, something like this tight space run, you know, short yardage, uh, you know, red zone or you know, goal line, third down, all those sorts of things. Um, they still think he's, you know, a guy who just gets it done, has a great feel for it. Um, but obviously – Something's going to be done with his contract. His salary is astronomical. It reflects the player he once was, not the player he is today. Uh, the running market and his standing in within it uh, you know, calls for something to be done, and it will be done. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott either will accept a significant pay cut or he will be released. Right? And, and that's, there's no guarantee the Cowboys offer him a pay cut. Uh, they might decide to go in a different direction. So, again, let's just, we're, going to, we're going to find out very soon uh, where they're leaning. Yeah, they've been through this before, haven't they? And uh, toward the end of his, uh, DeMarcus Ware was a player that they decided to uh, to move on from. What I can't remember is whether they tried with the pay cut. He obviously ended up getting a really good deal. But um, I guess that was a straight-up release, wasn't it, back then? I'm just trying to think of some how they've handled sort of big-name players over the past. It'll be very interesting. Talking to Michael Gelton from the da- Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News. Uh, he's at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. And, uh, Michael, I thought that was interesting, Stephen, telling you that, um, that the biggest takeaway from our meetings, he said, Stephen Jones, that is, was you can't have enough of all these guys. He's talking about the tackles, Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Terrence Steele. Um, that's going to be interesting because they obviously had to bring some guys. Uh, uh, they had to bring Peters in, you know, out of retirement basically or off the street to, to give them some downs. And so maybe that was a learning thing. Hey, we can't have enough guys out there except for it's hard to imagine a guy like Tyron, you know, serving as insurance. I mean, if he's on the team, you would think he's going to be the starter. How are you, and I'm sure you're going to gather more on that. Do you have a sense of how that's all going to go? And do you believe that, that, you know, hey, I think they're going to move forward and just have all, all three guys in the mix? 
Yeah, all three are going to be in the mix. Uh, that's every expectation I have based on everything that I heard. So you're going to have Tyron Smith, you're going to have Tyler Smith, and you're going to have Terrence Steele on the roster. And keep in mind, yeah, Terrence Steele's rehab is going phenomenally. Uh, I've heard uh, that the Cowboys medical staff believes that this rehab is the best they've seen. They've never seen a big man, be an offensive or defensive lineman, be this far ahead of schedule at this stage in his recovery from reconstructive knee surgery post-ACL. So that's phenomenal. But it also, it still happens. It's still an ACL that happened in December. And so I think it'll be, I think come spring, you're going to have Tyler Smith as the first-team left tackle. You're going to have Tyron Smith as the first-team right tackle. And Jaron still be working way back. And then we'll see come season, a lot can change in 17-game season. Um, but the Cowboys love them both. They understand that Tyler Smith is the future at left tackle. They understand that Terrence Steele is the future at right tackle. And right now, Tyron Smith is going to be giving you, you know, they think, elite play as a left tackle or right tackle, wherever he is, uh, when healthy. And so that will be how the Cowboys proceed, knowing that over the course of the season, a lot of things can happen, including injuries that they have seen, uh, unfortunately, far too commonly with, with Tyron. All right. Well, listen. Be uh, have fun, and um, I know it's uh, it's an interesting thing. Uh, I, I've done it several times to be in the different bars or restaurants and have the head coaches and and uh, uh-huh. visiting with everybody. And of course, some of them are wanting to just hang out together. And then, of course, they know the media is all hanging out. So it's quite a uh, it's a little different vibe than the Senior Bowl, obviously, with what's going on. And there's a little more organization obviously to this is but does this seem like as everybody starts to make their way into town is it are we kind of back to like a thousand media members or a pretty what what's it what's it look like is it is it i mean i would imagine it's a pretty strong crowd around there yeah it feels like it did pre-pandemic um okay it feels back to normal in that respect it does seem though that the cowboys is one example but there are others that are more extreme uh not Every coach is here. Where it seemed like a time where every coach in the NFL was in Indianapolis for the combine. Uh, you're seeing something of a more hybrid, uh, you know, approach from some organizations. So that part's different, and that unfortunately is what happened with the Senior Bowl in Mobile, where before that was kind of like the combine, where seemingly everyone from the NFL would descend upon Mobile, Alabama, for you know watching practice for a few days uh, a week, you know, that week, you know, going to beats at the bar, and it was just like this kind of this huge conference uh, where the NFL was. And that is no longer the case. Uh, a lot of staff, staff including the Cowboys, uh, some very few members of the organization there. Uh, uh, some skip it entirely. Um, so the combine I don't think is going to go the way of the Senior Bowl, but it's, it's changing a little bit uh, slowly. All right. And by the way, were you standing around when, when uh, everybody was waiting for uh, Jalen Carter, who's been uh, – rumored to possibly even go as early as number one overall and obviously we know what the the big story was today were you were you over there when everybody was waiting on that to uh to uh observe that scene or was that when you were off trying to 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 find mike mccarthy and others yeah yeah i had nothing to do with, with him Jim Carter. yeah <laughs> it just doesn't impact uh my work at all and it would just be distracting from the things that are a little bit more relevant to the Cowboys. I mean, obviously, if, if, it, if it proves to be the sort of situation that could create a, a significant time, it becomes a factor for the Cowboys. But yeah. uh, based on the information out there, um, I, don't, I don't think uh, these, these misdemeanor uh, accusations uh, 
however troubling they are, uh, would result in such a scenario. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I hear you. I just was wondering kind of what it was like in the room today. Well, Michael, uh, good to visit with you, and um, we'll look forward to reading uh, uh, what you, uh, all your McCarthy and everything, what you and Calvin write, the Dallas Morning News tomorrow. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. There he goes, Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News out there covering the Cowboys. And uh, good to have uh, good to have Michael on. Aaron, should we 